feel like Sophie is the real MVP here. And without her, none of this Calabar would have taken over everything. Yeah, it would have been a wrap. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of In Hindsight. We're your hosts, Andrea, Brittany, and Jasmine. We review movies and TV shows from our childhood to see if they still hold up, because sometimes things aren't quite the way you remember them. In this week's episode, we continue our review of Halloween Town. So, after failing to like the talisman with instant witches brew, Aggie takes the children into town to shop for the ingredients needed to make it from scratch. A vampire's fang, hair of a werewolf, and the sweat of a ghost. Aggie explains the origins of Halloween Town and sees that her friend Harriet has changed in appearance and demeanor. After greeting the family in the ice cream shop, Mayor Calabar asks Aggie to give him two days to figure out what's going on. While Marnie is checking out some brooms and minding her own business, Luke rolls up on the family to start some mess. Luke, better known as the Big Cheese, is a goblin who, as Benny shared earlier, was made handsome by a shadow demon. He tries to spit some game at Marnie, which she quickly rejects, and he says that he is friends with some very powerful creatures. Not spit Aggie game. Takes- <laughs> <laughs> Aggie takes Marnie for a spin on her new broom, and after they land, Gwen interrupts their good time, as she usually does, to take them back home, much to Marnie's objections. Gwen tells the kids to say goodbye to Aggie and takes them to the bus station, but the two-headed ticket vendor says that there won't be another bus to the mortal world for several hours. Dylan, again, being who he is, suggests that they can ask the mayor for help. Gwen is shocked to see that the mayor is Calabar, her ex-boyfriend. Calabar wants to get together and go to their old haunts, but Gwen turns him down. Outside, Aggie runs into Luke, who tells her that the mysterious creature wants to reveal himself to her. After Calabar leaves to handle an emergency, Gwen reveals that she purposefully hid her powers, just like she's doing with Sophie now. Sophie sees Aggie walking somewhere with Luke. Sensing Aggie might be in trouble, Marnie runs off to help, and Gwen, Dylan, and Sophie run after her. Okay, so the plot thickens. We've got some ex-booze. We've got this shopping spree we need to go on, and we've got the big cheese. So what are your thoughts on this section, especially the family dynamics and the conversation between Marnie and her mom where she finally begins to tell the truth? Okay, so Get into I feel it, like they try to paint Halloween Town as this great place, magical place. But then they keep referring to Luke as this like local boy. And I'm like, is that supposed to be code for like inner city or what? And <laughs> if so, I feel like with all the great stuff Halloween Town has, they seriously got some holes in their safety net that is failing this kid. Cause like, where are his parents? Who Who is looking out for this child? Nobody, they're just all wandering around town. Like that's that local boy, Luke. Mm-hmm. Ooh, stay away from him. So. <laughs> I'm just really confused about why they're so it's so great at Halloween Town, but and yet nobody trying to help this kid. Um, the other another thought I had, I'm kind of jumping around, but when Gwen goes to the office with Calabar, and then Marnie says, "Oh, I guess you like magic when he does it, huh?" I was like, Marnie. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> Uh, again, she is just out here. She don't care. She's again, no respect. She said, I don't care uh, what repercussions. And I mean, mom didn't do anything, but dang, mine came for her. Uh, that I had to write that down. Exactly. But that was funny though. Like, I know I wasn't supposed to like, she's a kid. She shouldn't say that, but that was, that was on point. It was very, very funny. Yes. And was it, was it funny? Accurate? I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense too. Cause then she learns that she um, is a witch. And I'm just like, mom, you waited till now to tell her all this? And you're only telling her all this because they're all stuck in Halloween Town? Mm-hmm. Like, you weren't going to have this conversation with her if they the kids didn't run away and get stuck. So exactly. I just, I'm like, what did you think was going to happen having this convo and then purposely 
hiding her powers. So you lied to her for 12 years? Mm. Mm -hmm. Again, they just really don't make her character likable at all. No. <laughs> I like I don't know. There's no redeeming qualities that you can hold on to. Nope. To try to empathize with mom. It's like, no. And I really thought that this bad. was it. Like, I thought this was going to be the scene where, okay, fine. We're going to finally get why she's doing this. But mm -hmm. we still really don't get why she's doing this. Just that there are things she doesn't understand. And it's complicated. I mean, it was, I was... I just really wanted a reason, right? It's it's like yeah. you have very strong feelings and all I want is a reason. <laughs> and the only reason you're telling me anything now is because you don't have a choice. <laughs> because we're already here. <laughs> because I know everything already. <laughs> I've been on a broom right. now. So this is, this is pointless at this. You, you've missed your opportunity. So Marnie's saying, I guess you like magic where he does it. That was funny. <laughs> because that at that point, I'm so done. <laughs> I can't even get mad at her for that. That was hilarious. I was like the shade, but I mean, was it, where was the lie? I couldn't find it. Mm -mm. Uh, and honestly, well, I would be trying to hear all that with my mama and her ex boo. Like, I'd be like, okay, like, please, this is gross. Cause he was really trying it. He was, uh, there oh, was yeah, a lot he was really aggressive there. really fast. <laughs> like, she just got there, sir. Chill. And she's still wearing her wedding ring. Yeah. Uh, okay. So mm, Calabar, see that's, you know, by that point, we should have all known he was the villain. Um, mm. And then Gwen was like, I did it for you. This is not your world. It's like, you didn't do it for her. You did it for you. Yeah. Because you really want to be normal for some reason. That you I still just, have not said. No, I'm like this. That's why I was like, did something happen with Calabar? Did something happen there that was like terrible? Because honestly, again, I'm like, well, what's going on? I mean, we see there's political corruption here now with Calabar. But previously, I mean, what was going on that was so bad that you were just like, I hate magic. I hate my mom. I hate everything. And now I'm going to run away with this man. Like, I don't know. I just. <laughs> we will never. We will never know. Forever remain a mystery. And part of it, so I was as I was listening to her talk about this. Part of it was like it seemed very, you know, analogous to you know people who come to the United States try to get rid of their heritage and culture so that they can assimilate into our society. Because um, there was a part where Marnie was like, if you want to give up your roots, that's fine. But I don't. And it's not fair for you to try to make me. And I was like, yeah, girl. So that was interesting. I was like, where are they going with this? Why? But again, they they just needed a plot line. Yeah. They just needed it to be a secret. So <laughs> just like whatever. Um, they weren't having an educational I, moment at all, no. No, not at all. Um, I'll stay on this scene before I rewind back to... Um, Agatha as they were walking down the street, but the whole, the whole, um, let me see, where was she? They went to City Hall. I was like, why is City Hall so dark? He's the villain, duh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they but, did have like the crow while like walking into his office and I, you know, it was Halloween town, so I didn't think twice, twice about it, but that was probably a sign <laughs> that mm -hmm. this was the bad guy. <laughs> but also, I didn't think about it either. Oh, yeah. Because, like, yeah, everywhere else point. in Halloween Town is, like, all bright and happy, and then City Hall looks raggedy. And I was like, okay. But also, this is an aside, I was like, why does City Hall look like my elementary school? Because um, it probably was. <laughs> it probably was an well, elementary wait, school. Heller? No. Before I transferred. Oh. Didn't I you go to, to um, whatchamacallit, on the south side? Uh, I went to Edgar Allan Poe. So, if you, oh, know yeah, his, yeah. if you know his work, you could probably tell how that school looked on the inside. It was like, our mascot was a raven. So there were ravens everywhere, which are not nice birds. And then inside was painted this like terrible dark green and black. And I was like, <laughs> how is this supposed to inspire children? Like no wonder we, we didn't have recess. Like it was a sad place. <laughs> they were living so up that, to the school's name. I appreciate so, the theme and the, and the um, uh -uh. persistence. <laughs> No, no, no. It was terrible. The commitment. The commitment. Follow through. They really did. I was like, oh no. But that that struck me. I was like, oh, I used to go there. I know City Hall. Okay. Um, the bat whistling at Gwen. I was like, <laughs> why? <laughs> Just why? It's too much. Um, the secretary was giving me very much uh, Mary the Mole from Thumbelina. 
<laughs> which is a terrible song. I don't think we're going to review that one, but that was an awful song, awful messaging for young girls. But anyway, Brittany, we about to say something. Mm -mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at your face. Um, let's see. And then Dylan asked, why do all the troublemakers get all the attention? And I was like, see, see, Gwen, see, here's how you do. Like some parents look. They're like, they have to give all the attention to, I guess, the kids they think need it. And then they ignore the child that they feel is doing well. They're like, oh, he gets good grades. They're fine. Whatever. So it, this this made me sad for Dylan, even though he, he has some work to do. But I was like, he's treated as the man of the house, as a parent, but he's not treated like a kid. And he also feels ignored. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's so sad. Like, you're doing a great job, Gwen. Um, so let's rewind real quick back to uh, when they're, Aggie's explaining how Halloween came town to be, or yeah, Halloween town came to be. And again, I was like, is this supposed to be an allegory? Because she says that humans feared and tried to destroy them. So the creatures in turn tried to make them miserable, but it was turning them evil. So they decided to make another world where they could live in peace. And I was like, hmm, that's deep. <laughs> What did y'all think about that? I don't think they were trying to I be mean, deep. <laughs> I, know, I know they were trying to be, but. How much peace? Because we got Calabar and we got Luke. <laughs> so how many other neglected children are running around this town and y'all are just glaring at them from your sidewalks and your storefront? That's true. Very Ooh. true. Go off. Right also now. doesn't explain why they only go back once a year. Right? Isn't the bus only run once a year or something? Yeah, only on Halloween. That's so not. So that part I didn't understand. Why? And then why? Why are they going back at all? That's that's the other question. Why does anyone oh, go back to the mortal if, world? If they made a whole separation, what's the point of going back on Halloween? Or for any reason? Exactly. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Look, they had 24 days, y'all. <laughs> you're asking a lot of questions. I'm, just I'm sorry, you're asking questions. You're you're prompting us these conversations, okay? <laughs> I know. I was just like, you know, they're taking this like anti-hatred thing uh, further here. Like, you know, I was like, okay, what are you trying to say? You know, again, monsters and creatures are just like us, guys. Um, so we should be able to live in peace. But again, human beings are terrible. So <laughs> that could never happen. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that was it could that never. Was and the monsters can't even live in peace. So exactly. The constable, he was ready for a show. He said, come on, come, you know, run up, get done up. But that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, Brittany, when, when they said local boy, I thought the same thing. I was like, you're trying to say he's urban or inner city. <laughs> And, and then I was like, what does the inner city of Halloween Town look like? <laughs> just, I need them to uh, elaborate. But also, all he did was get a little work done. You know what I'm saying? Like, they treated him like he was just the most terrible person. I was like, I mean, he's just he's just a teenage boy that has, you know, some belts and big pants. Not enough supervision. <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, oh, and fun fact. Um Luke is played by Philip Van Dyke, who voiced Arnold in the second season of Hey Arnold. So, really, got that indeed. Um, so Marnie, so they go to the broom shop, right? I was like, you know, you got this, but where's the Nimbus Two Thousand? Like, do y'all have that? Um, <laughs> but also, I was like, Marnie, Marnie was so focused on getting her training, and I understand because you only have two hours left. But I was like. <laughs> We, we are here to get the witches brew. Okay, can we stay focused? <laughs> Where is the urgency? They just stopped and had a good conversation. If I was a grandma, I'd be like, girl, we do that later. Like, <laughs> I know they have to show witches flying on brooms because- but To be fair, Agatha and Marnie were like cut from the same cloth. Neither one of them could stay focused that long. <laughs> they both, no. they always, they always, all, both of them always went off to do something else. <laughs> It's like, come on, y'all. We got an evil spirit here, an evil demon. <laughs> y'all like, let's go to the shop. I don't know. But the salesman was a lot. And um, another fun fact here, Kenneth Choi, he's from Chicago. And he's been in several films, The Wolf of Wall Street, Spider-Man Homecoming, Sons of Anarchy. And he's 
on the cast of 911 right now, but this was his breakout role. The sales Wait, guy? The sales guy. Wow. Oh, the Elvis like broom guy? Yeah. So wow. he's, a, he's come a long way. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. For real. Yes. Um, yeah, that was a lot. I was like, for, again, he just had some face paint on. So what was he? Was he a corpse? Like, what was he I think supposed he was to be? A zombie. So I think he was a zombie. His whole thing. Oh, I reckon. Okay. Oh, he was born in Chicago. He was a, a wolf. A werewolf. Uh, I just said I thought he was a werewolf. <laughs> I thought he was a zombie. <laughs> Who knows? See, that's what I'm saying. They didn't have enough time to really commit. So they said, look, all three, come on. <laughs> Interpret it as you will. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but I was like, Luke, um, how are you going to insult me and my grandma? And they asked me on a date. What kind of mess is that? So you know what? <laughs> it's that same energy of if he's mean to you, he means he likes you. It's that same thing. Uh-huh. Don't believe it, y'all. That's a myth. Just, just in case anyone. And I know, I know not to go off too much here, but I don't really understand. I never really understood that myth. It never made any sense to me. I'd, I'd rather you be nice <laughs> so I can respond accordingly. <laughs> we just, we just make excuses for boys, no matter what age. <laughs> boys and men, but you know that's a whole other dissertation. Yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't mean I don't want to go off all. I just, yeah. <laughs> But good point, nonetheless. Um, Marnie has some sick burns in this film, okay? She was throwing shade left and right, okay? She said, I was hungry, but then I smelled something stinky. <laughs> it must have been the big cheese. I said, oh, go, go off. Marnie got bars. She got bars, y'all. Okay, go off. Oh, um, was not the one to mess with. <laughs> Look, the confidence with which she delivered that line, though, is all that matters. <laughs> right. She, she felt right. <laughs> Must have been a big cheese. <laughs> which, like, I don't even know if it really makes sense to me, but the way she she says it, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> But he, I mean, he set himself up for that. Why would you call yourself the big cheese? Who was doing that? Who was really going around calling themselves that? Like, come on, come on. <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh, this kid needed some help. Where's his mentor? <laughs> Not a mentor. <laughs> um, the last thing I'll mention in this section. So they go on a broom ride because they're witches, of course. Um, that room was flying so fast that her wig was being pulled back. Grandma Eddie, I said, girl, you better hold up to your lace front. Did y'all, did y'all see that? No. Yeah, I noticed that. I noticed that. And I never noticed that before. When I was looking at her hair, I was like, she's wearing a wig? That had me dying. But she says that magic is very simple. All you have to do is want something and let yourself have it. What do you think about this concept of magic? Man, after I heard that, I started thinking about a cookie, and I was like, I want a cookie. <laughs> I mean, I knew that nothing would happen, but that was just where my brain went. That's um, like, um, about cookies. it's the manifestation thing. That's basically what people are talking about when they say manifest your things that you want in your life. Marnie had to figure out how to do that, though, because Sophie was easy, mm-hmm. and Marnie still had to figure it out. But I'm like, I guess. I don't feel like anything they did in this movie was really that simple. But sure. Boil it down to that. Is that all she needs for her training? I'm unsure. Right. That's why I was like, does it really count? Like, did she truly get trained in this film? Or she was just running around and her grandma's just telling her I think, stuff? I think it counts because she had to save the world. Mm, okay. But if she was just, you know, going around shopping, I'm not sure. I guess it counts enough that she's in Halloween Town. True. Maybe she she crossed over before she turned 13. (laughs) That's the best. I don't know. It got me thinking about, uh, you know, all these messages from films, from our childhood films. Like, you can do anything and be anything. All you have to do is just want it real bad. It's like, well. That's not true. (laughs) No. Also, you don't get the stuff you want. And also, sometimes the stuff you want is not really what you need good for you anyway or helpful so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a fine line there yeah speak on it Brittany. speak on it it's a word <laughs> so with that in mind let us continue so the family follows aggie and luke to the abandoned movie theater 
Inside, the screen shows a swirling vortex, and Aggie realizes that the missing Halloween Town citizens have been frozen in time. Suddenly, her candle is blown out, and the mysterious hooded creature that she saw in the witch's glass comes through the screen. He says that they will be frozen until he needs them, but he does not reveal his ultimate plan. He demands that she give him the talisman, but she refuses because she's a real one. Gwen and the kids enter the theater as Luke is running out like a punk, a local punk, and the mysterious creature freezes Gwen and Aggie. Before fully freezing, Aggie tells the kids to go and they escape, noticing that the creature can't stand the light. The kids go to find the necessary ingredients to make the potion that will activate the talisman. Everything is very conveniently available and Dylan finally proves himself useful. Benny drives up aggressively and Sophie realizes that he has been possessed by the bad thing. They get back to the house and make the, the witch's brew and Sophie comes through with Grandma Aggie's spell. They successfully cast the spell and head back to the theater, but Marnie realizes that they must place the talisman inside the large jack-o'-lantern at City Hall for it to work. All right, so the stakes are real high now for our heroes. So what are your thoughts on the bad thing uh, Marnie coming into her own as a witch, if that's really what she did, and the siblings working together. Um, so when I was little, I thought the bad thing was pretty scary coming out of the movie theater uh, mm -hmm. screen, because you know I don't like scary movies, so that was that really hit me as a child. Like that was that's my nightmare. Same. <laughs> <laughs> And I was crying when they got frozen, when the mom and grandma got frozen. I was like, oh, no, because <laughs> I remember the mom getting frozen, but I didn't remember Atkinson getting frozen. <laughs> Not Brittany's reenactment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I, I really it was really an all is lost moment. Like it was I was I was very upset. I was like, how are they going to do this? <laughs> No, but see, they, they made sure that they let kids know, hey, we're not dead. We're just frozen. It's just yeah, a spell that still, freezes. I, was like, <laughs> I still didn't like that. And I'm not a kid. And I, I, don't, I don't remember that being that affected by it when I was younger, but it got me this time. <laughs> Girl, when I, when I said, what are my notes? I said, give Debbie Reynolds an Oscar. Okay, she's broke. <laughs> when I tell you, she's, they said action. She said, go. I said, I said, come on. I felt that. I felt that. You know what I'm saying? With that, with that point. With that pointer, yeah, with, that finger. with that finger. With that finger. Oh, Lord. Doug Riddles was yes, amazing. Was iconic. It was, it was fantastic. She was fantastic in this movie. What was your third question? Oh, um, Marnie coming into her own as a witch and then the siblings working together. Oh, yeah. That's just naturally what happens when you lose... You know, you're adults. You don't have a choice at that point. <laughs> Brittany, what do you think? Um, I was going to say that Aggie ain't never scared because I bet she knew what Luke was about to do, but she said, I'm going into the theater anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm going to follow the local boy. <laughs> whoever is terrorizing this town. Also, Gwen tried to use a spell and turned into flowers. So it was interesting. Like, she's just a little rusty. <laughs> Probably because you've been denying this for 13 years. Mm -hmm. But um, I like, I do like that they had to work together. I remember when I was a kid, the movie theater scene was kind of scary. But then watching it now, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like his, the thing was held on by like a rope around his neck. I was like, this is yeah. very poor costuming, but okay. And now, <laughs> now that I know about this um, limited budget and- Yeah. <laughs> Film. I was like, oh, this all makes sense why they, uh, yeah. this is what they pulled together. So I'm like, was this man, because I guess now we don't know his Calabar yet, but everybody knows Calabar. Mm -hmm. So was this man hiding in the theater and also, I'm just, how was he just floating in the theater and then also just floating <laughs> around town? Like, I'm just thinking of the logistics of this. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't make any sense. It didn't make sense. No. Like, why is he inside the movie? Or why does the light bother him I... in this state and not when he's right. outside being mayor? <laughs> none, none of that made sense. It really did. Yeah. I just and again. Yeah. Sophie had the answers because yes. she remembered the spell, the bibbity bibbity bibbity, <laughs> and it's <was> just like. <laughs> 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 
I mean, Marty, Marty might as well. Marty might as well have said bippity boppity boo. Okay. <laughs> I know. She's like, Betty Butter, Betty Brown, give her. Uh, yeah. And I'm just like, give Sophie all the things because yes. she carried the movie. She saved the town. She saved the yeah. town. Without her, yeah. they would nothing would have been possible. That made me mad. So, like earlier, when the mom shows up and she was, Marnie was like, I'm going to help grandma because she needs another Cromwell witch and I'm the only other one that there is. I said, Girl, your sister is right here. Right. And you know what else? She, she knows more than you. <laughs> so, you got to chill. I was like, Marnie, stop. Um, the, the theater piece, let's talk about it real quick. So, I was with Calabar on this one point. He told Luke to shut up. And I said, thank you. Because he was just. <laughs> you he was, was like, he was like, like you yeah. want for one and two by two. <laughs> I was like, you and Dylan, please. Go somewhere. Um, the teeth were distracting me. Like he kept, like his teeth. I don't know. It was weird. I was like, so is it supposed to be covering his teeth? Was he trying to make sure we saw his dental work? Like, it was weird. I was just like, what's going on here? And when they opened that door, I too saw the low budget effects. I said, y'all shouldn't have shined a light. Y'all shouldn't have no, a light on no, that. No, 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 no. That, that Party City costume did not look good right there. Um, <laughs> but I was trying to understand, like, Grandma Aggie. So at first, she was dodging the spells. Like, she had that footwork. You know what I'm saying? But then all of a sudden, she was just standing there, like, waiting to be hit by his magic. And I was like, so you, the Cromwell is supposed to be the baddest witches in the land, but you don't have no magic to throw back? Like, what is going on here? It was weird. <laughs> it was weird. That didn't make any sense. You're right. Like, what is going on? Yeah, she did. She got hit too easy. I guess they were trying to make it like she was distracted by the kids, but I agree. Like, she's supposed to be the most powerful, and then she got hit real quick and just kind of sank into that chair. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was nothing. I can't. I at least wanted to see like a real magic showdown. Like, give us some action here. Because uh, everything has been exposition and set up. And I'm like, where is the plot? I don't know. Um, yeah, Gwen, she couldn't use use magic. Um, she shouldn't because she lied. So that's right. What exactly. Such a, a hypocrite. Such a hypocrite. Even though I'm about to start calling everyone a wastrel youth, that's about to be my greeting forever. Um, and this this dialogue had me cracking up. He was like, I know you have the talisman. Yes, I have the talisman. Give me the talisman. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, y'all just said, we don't have time to write. Just say whatever. <laughs> that had trust me you. dying. Um, also, the talisman was like the most expensive prop piece they had. <laughs> I was like, this is a high quality yes. talisman here. <laughs> it, looked, it looked nice. They went to the back. Mm -hmm. You know, Patty's Party CD, they be having the good stuff in the back. <laughs> so they said, give me, give me what you got. Or they could have bought it from Mr. Kubot. You, you never know. Um, <laughs> we're just going to bring it full circle here. Um, so this, this part on stealing the ingredients. Now, I understand. I'm sure Grandma oh, Aggie was going to go yeah. to the store, you know, because I'm like, this is Halloween town. All these ingredients must be at the mini mart or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot of witches. You would think they have these ingredients, but they, they got to steal it. So how do we feel about their methods for getting these ingredients? So I felt bad for the werewolf. They went and just like shaved the whole thing <laughs> off his head. But the werewolf had me cracking up and he was like, what did he say? It's an herb, not a shrub. Yes. <laughs> to the person doing, I, I don't even know if you could call it doing the hair, but they shaved the werewolf, almost set his whole shop on fire. Um, I do think Marnie was convincing when she was acting, trying to turn it off, because she really was looking like she couldn't figure it out, even though it was only two buttons on that thing. And then they didn't have to leave the ghost inside the sweat box. They could have at least turned the temperature down. But they just left him burning and then ran away. So I'm like, mm, I guess you had to do what you had to do under pressure because the fate of the world is at stake. <laughs> but it would have taken no time to just turn that lever back down to mm -hmm. medium heat or whatever he had it he on. He said the fate um, of the world is at stake. So <laughs> I guess that's okay, but next time. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. 
was saying. Also, Dylan, when he was yelling at Marnie about the spell, I'm like, chill. You can't remember it either. Exactly. <laughs> yelling at her. Exactly. Do you have magic powers? Okay, that's what I thought. Right. So, <laughs> uh huh. You know, Dylan. They they set him up to be this nerd who like reads National Geographic or whatever. But he he seemed. I'm not going to say he's simple, but he seemed to lack some critical thinking skills, and he just. <laughs> did yeah. certain things like he was useful at this point but earlier out later on i was like okay i don't know what's happening with your character so mm. it's like they needed a straight man they needed someone to yeah to be a, a skeptic to like balance out everyone being in awe of halloween town exactly um Brittany, now that you mentioned it i was watching um a video with kimberly j brown apparently her and Cal are together in real life. Or not Calabar. What? Calabar's son. We haven't gotten to the second movie, but anyway. Oh. Wait, who? Who? Weird. Kimberly J. Brown and Cal, they're together. I think they're dating. I don't know if they're married, but. Kimberly J. Brown made... is Marnie? Yeah. Huh. So they they made a YouTube video together. And apparently her, the fire that was coming out was real from the hairdryer. And I was like, y'all. They could have burned down that whole uh <laughs> that whole five dollar set. So you know of all the things to be real, they chose to give fire to a child. That's the thing you picked to be real. Okay. No, I was like, okay, I mean, whatever. Um, so yeah, that was weird. But yeah, it wasn't fair. They just shaved the werewolf. They could have just, I don't know, they could have figured it out. But the ghost part, well, first of all, the again, these costumes. Some man just had on some silver face paint. The lady that was teaching the class, she just had face paint. I said, what is happening here? <laughs> I, just, I don't know. But I did like the sign that said, no death guard on duty. I thought that was funny. Um, now, if I was the ghost, I would be calling security as soon as they came in here. I'm trying to relax. Imagine you in here, you already did. And now you're trying to have a little nice time in the sauna and just three kids roll up on you and just look at you. <laughs> Been like security what is going on why are they in my face um but the part about ghost stereotypes again we're trying to make it happen but it's not this allegory is not working not at all no not at all i was like just because you can see through us doesn't mean we don't have feelings like, disney okay uh, I don't know. And then again, you know, it reminded me of medical experimentation. T walk with me here. So we're just rolling up. We're stealing sweat from this ghost. He did not give his consent. He did not sign any papers. Okay. There was no controlled trial. You know, it just, Disney was really trying to tell us like, this is how so many people were exploited for centuries to aid the medical community. <laughs> And I just really appreciated that statement. You know, it was real strong there. So shout out to, to, to Disney. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because I've been reading medical apartheid, I was like, see, they stole our cells and now they're stealing sweat from a ghost. But anyway, shout out to Look, Henry. The man is dead and he still can't rest in peace. Exactly. exactly. Still having stuff stolen from him. You know what? That reminds me of something I'll talk about after this about Lake Lanier. Okay. And all these black towns that were apparently like flooded and just built over. But anyway, so we get to the Fang as well. And the Fang that you could clearly see that they had painted her tooth black. I know it was supposed to look like a space where the Fang was pulled out, but yeah, that was terrible. You weren't supposed to look too hard, Jasmine. You're looking too hard. That, <laughs> I don't know why you looked that hard. It was too much. Um, I, I don't know, but then he said he was a tooth fairy, and I was like, oh, no, I hope the tooth fairy don't look like that. <laughs> it was yeah, weird. that threw me off. Also, I don't like dentists. So I'm like, don't let the tooth fairy be a dentist. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> and he just yanked it out. He didn't even, there was no anesthesia, uh, no numbing solution. He just said, all right, let's pop it out. I said, okay, so. He didn't need it. She seemed fine. Vampire lady. Um, also, the dentist was one of the storefronts. I don't know if it was real or not, but that's one of the places they kept in Halloween Town. So the storefront that you see in the movie looks like that in real life. Oh, cool. Hmm. I got to go here one day. We got to go to the festival. I mean, okay. So do you have to go there? 
<laughs> I would say I was happy I went, but would I recommend? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So I'll just look at it through Google 360 view. That's all good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now this scene with Benny, that made me laugh. It wasn't supposed to be funny. It was supposed to be scary. And I remember being scared. Cause like he's gone, but I was like, y'all abducting kids. Like, <laughs> I don't know what was going to happen to Dylan if he got in that cab. Um, but Sophie's the real MVP again, her quick thinking. Mm-hmm. She, was, she was like, let me get the dog. Now I don't know how they came to have dogs and pets. Yeah. There. Where did the dog come from? And why was it just <laughs> sent leashed up to a fence? Convenience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I don't know. Now, making the witches brew, um, I agree. Dylan was being very harsh for no reason. Um, I, I was like, is he upset because he doesn't have powers? Or he like, again, he doesn't get the attention. Like, I don't know. I was trying to figure out where they were trying to go with his character, but they didn't think that through. Um, and part of me was like Marnie. So Marnie kept remembering all these things later on that grandma said. But I was like, so you could remember that, but you could remember the spell that's important to save the world. Okay, that's fine. cool, 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 cool. Um, I, <laughs> now, do y'all think that Marnie made it light up or Sophie made it light up? Because I know they were they, <laughs> look, they were saying it together, and they were out of sync, obviously, so it wasn't gonna work. But I feel like Sophie was the one that really made it pop. What do y'all think? I want to believe it was the combination of their powers that that lit up the talisman. It was both of them together working as a team, two Cromwell witches. Yeah, I, I want to believe that, but I just don't. I just feel like <laughs> Sophie is the real MVP here. And without her, none of this Calabar would have taken over everything. Yeah, it would have been a wrap. I'm going to say it was Sophie. Yeah, I'm going to have to give Sophie 90% of what <laughs> what the magic was in there. I was like, Marnie, let's get it together. Um, I just, I don't know. And then when they were leaving, she had the she had the nerve to grab her grandmama's cloak. You didn't earn that. You're not a real witch. <laughs> you, just, you just got to Halloween Town. You being real extra right now. Again, she's focused on her training, not like. <laughs> Saving the world. Witch. Yes. It's just like, okay, girl. So anyway. All right, so let's get into showdown. So Marnie, Dylan, and Sophie arrive at the town square to install the talisman. As Marnie heads over to the jack-o'-lantern dressed in her grandma's cloak, she is stopped by Luke, who informs her that this is a trap. The sky turns dark, and the mysterious creature, or the demon, suddenly appears to make a speech to the citizens of Halloween Town. He tells them that their moment of destiny has arrived, and offers them the chance to return to their former days of glory and end their exile from the mortal world. He then reveals himself to be Calabar. <gasps> he demands the talisman from the person walking through the crowd in Aggie's cloak and attacks, only to realize that it's actually Luke, not Marnie, wearing the cloak. Calabar sees Marnie climbing the jack-o'-lantern and attacks her. While Calabar is persuading the townspeople to join him, Marnie wakes up and drops the talisman inside the jack-o'-lantern, which causes it to illuminate. The light repels Calabar and unfreezes everyone trapped inside the abandoned theater. Marnie thinks she's saved everyone, but unfortunately there are still nine minutes left, so we know that's not it. Everyone, <laughs> everyone celebrates prematurely and Gwen and Aggie reunite with the kids. Marnie tells Aggie that it was Calabar all along and Gwen wants answers. Calabar reveals that he is bitter that Gwen chose to marry a human instead of him, the most powerful warlock of all. Calabar summons the talisman and says that he will use it to become the ruler of both the mortal and magical world. Aggie begins chanting a spell and Gwen joins her, but it's not enough. Dylan realizes he has magical powers after a surge of emotion and the kids combine their powers with Gwen and Aggie's to defeat Calabar once and for all. Marnie admits that there was a lot she didn't understand and apologizes to her mom for her earlier behavior. And Gwen apologizes for not trusting her. Not for lying, but for not trusting her. Luke is restored to his goblin appearance and Marnie thanks him for helping her family. So let's stop here. What did you think of this final showdown, Calabar's motivations, 
and the character development for Marnie, Dylan, and Luke. And I'm using character development very loosely here. It was Caliber all along. I know. <laughs> of course, it couldn't be that simple. Um, and she and she's like dangling over the uh, jack o' lantern. I guess that's when she finally it clicks. Want something and let yourself have it. Um, but I don't know why he didn't disappear. That's one question that didn't get an answer for. And I feel like this apology was fake because, <laughs> okay, Marnie is admitting there's a lot she didn't understand. There's a lot that I didn't understand either. <laughs> um, and I still don't understand. And I'm not sure Marnie ever got a concrete explanation. No, She's just so confused. I'm not sure if that's what she should be apologizing for. She can maybe apologize for all them comebacks, I guess, but. Um, <laughs> and then the mom is just like, I didn't trust you. But like just seconds ago, you were gonna take this disastrous path and continue to leave her in the dark about her heritage and all this stuff. So I'm like, yeah, no, that was cute, but I just don't believe this reconciliation and they are gonna have some issues going down the line. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, I'm not feeling that this was the whole uniting conversation for them. And we still don't know. The movie is almost over. We still don't know why mom was nope. so strict and she was nope. so adamant nope. about this whole not having the magic and not knowing where they come from. We never understand. Calabar is, is defeated and we still don't understand. So. Mm -mm. The effects for Calabar being like, defeated um, were hilarious, by the way. It was really, really bad. <laughs> I, I love when people die and they're like, no. <laughs> oh, who did this? I just, I don't know. But apparently I was reading something and the guy who plays him said that when he was giving the speech, like they didn't have a mic for him. Again, budget, <laughs> I don't know. So he had to what? literally, he had to yell that whole thing. For real. And he ruined his voice. <laughs> wow. It did feel like he was yelling now that you said that. It did feel like he was yelling. That I was like, y'all is a mess. Y'all might as well just say scrap it. Like <laughs> y'all don't have enough for that. Like <laughs> oh gosh. I don't know. But yeah, Brittany, nobody knew anything at the end of this film. Marty didn't know. We didn't know. It's <laughs> just a mess. Mm -mm. Andrea, what are you thinking over there? Um, yeah, so just that Calabar, when I was younger, watching this and Calabar being the bad guy, I was truly shocked. Like, I did not see that coming at all. And I, I thought, I was like, oh my God, it's because I liked him. Like, I thought he was a cool mayor. I mean, the only time he was sketchy to me was when he was talking to the mom, but I didn't understand why when I was little. So I thought, <laughs> so I thought that was, I wish I could watch it again with not knowing that it was Calabar who was evil. I think the part where Marnie is on the pumpkin, like dying and, and finally does some actual useful magic. I, I thought that was a good ending, you know? So Sophie didn't do everything, I guess. <laughs> and then Dylan having powers. Um, I like that he had power. So maybe we'll shut up. Maybe he'll just be, maybe he'll, he'll calm down a little bit. I liked, I liked that he finally had powers. And then, um, I like that we talk about Luke liking Marnie, but nothing actually happens as it should have been in under wraps. <laughs> nothing actually had to happen. <laughs> and Luke and Marnie actually had um, chemistry and they were a little bit older than the other two, Marshall and our favorite character, <laughs> Amy. <laughs> uh, what else happened at this point? Oh, the talisman, her getting the talisman. So I, in my mind, it's like it was a string that someone swung over to her and, and um, Debbie Riddles caught it in the air. Because <laughs> of the way she, the way it flew to her. <laughs> Those special effects, I was just, they just should have stopped. It might as well. They might as well just had a string. Like, let us just see it. Because it, it would have been the same effect. <laughs> but that's what it looked like. And someone was standing on a ladder, threw it at her. And she, they had to do it a couple times before she caught it. <laughs> that's a mess. That whole scene. So first of all, when Luke was like, it's a trap. I feel like all that time they spent talking, she could have been at the pumpkin by then. Like, Luke, 
I mean, I get you were trying to help and we were trying to, you know, have some character development for you, but uh, okay. Um, and then when Calabar is up on the ledge, I guess, the green screen was so obvious. I, it took me out of the scene. <laughs> He's just up on a table somewhere. Um, but also, <laughs> again, we have political corruption, but he was talking about being evil. And I was like, but y'all aren't evil. That was like the whole point of the movie was that like monsters and creatures aren't evil. Humans just were afraid of them. But now you want to be evil? Like, uh, okay, what are we saying here? Um, well, I think that they were turning evil, like Agatha said, mm-hmm. and it was the Dark Ages, but some people might have liked the Dark Ages. Like, Caliber's parents probably was, were, like, thriving. It's like people people who, like, get rich off of war, that kind of thing. <laughs> That's true. I could not help but think about little Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, Voldemort's uh, ancestor. Yes. Oh my gosh, where where's hearing Ron and them? Um, also, I was wondering. So this whole time, Agatha was like, or at Grandma Aggie was like, "You can't trust anybody. I don't know who's in on this." But then she went to tell the mayor, like, right the next scene. And I was like, if she's a witch, like, do they not have discernment, or can they not sense some like darkness? I was like, she was never suspicious. Like, she, I guess she was when he told her to leave it alone. But I was like, you couldn't feel anything or like sense anything this whole time I was just like I don't know that was kind of weird to me well maybe that was the point of his disguise as mayor so that nobody would sense anything even the Cromwells I don't know the Cromwells don't seem like they was really that all that bad you know like like they were really out here being powerful I was like uh okay I feel like Sophie was sensing stuff that a lot of other people didn't, so I'm also wondering how come Sophie could sense it, and then, mm-hmm. but you live in this town, I don't know, or did nobody sense that the movie theater was evil, or? I, I mean, I we sensed that the movie theater was evil. It was it was closed in the most sinister way. Exactly. So I'm like, nobody else, I mean, Aggie says at the beginning, like, you know, people today, they don't want to get involved. And I was like, oh, this is a commentary on political social apathy, like in a Disney film. But I don't know. It was just like you would think that somebody else in this town noticed something or cared. But everybody was just walking around, going to bowling league, do going to Diz, do whatever, while people were disappearing. It's <laughs> like they just didn't care. And also, while Calabar was giving his speech, the townspeople, at first they were like, girl, we're trying to go to work. I don't care about what you have to say. But then it seemed like they were like, yeah. And I was like, so y'all, how did y'all switch that fast? To like, be exactly. like, oh, evil. Exactly. Uh, again, you know what? 24 days. I'm just going to keep reminding myself of that. This um, is impressive in 24 days. It, it is. It is. <laughs> I was just like, and... Calabar attacked two kids in front of the whole town, and they were still like, "Oh, this guy might be onto something." <laughs> <laughs> like, and again, like as y'all asked before, how was he? Re- I think Andre, you asked, how was he repelled by the light as the demon, but he was fine as the mayor. So then I was like, "Okay, is the top hat magic? Like, is he Frosty the Snowman? Like, what? <laughs> what is happening in this film? I don't know. They, yeah, there was no explanation." They didn't give an explanation for that. We're just supposed to accept that, like, Gwen's reasons for keeping Marnie's powers a secret. But you know what? Gwen, too. Like, did Gwen sense some darkness? Like, is that, like, why did they break up? Did something happen between them? Well, Calabar's a creep. That's why they broke up. (laughs) (laughs) Calabar was aggressive. He, he was, he was, he probably was that person who called her every five seconds when leave her alone and she got the freak out. <laughs> Murdy human. <laughs> That's who they were talking about in Bugaboo was uh, Calabar. But <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. Cause she was like, why Calabar? And then he explained how he's an incel. And then I, I, <laughs> I expected because, okay, look, let's just break it down here. Like, you know, in movies, Men and women react to breakups very differently. Uh, and in real life, as we know, right? Women will be like sad. They'll show them eating some ice cream, whatever, singing a song. And then they'll be like, I'm going to get myself together and find somebody else or just live my life. Meanwhile, men are like, you know what? This girl broke up with me. I'm going to destroy the entire universe. 
gonna commit some heinous crime. <laughs> and I'm just like, and Gwen didn't respond. So that was weird to me. Like if he said that to me, I would have been like, she could have said something like, it wasn't gonna happen. Like we broke up a long time ago. Like there but, was no dialogue. But like, what would you, weird. what do you say to something like that? Clearly you're insane. Clearly I made the right choice. It's just, what, what do you say to something like that? But she didn't even say that. Like oh. how, how dare you Or like, this is like something. I wanted something from her in that scene. No, no. See, this, at this point us, we win, no. She, she <laughs> gave us nothing. <laughs> Yeah, Gwen is giving us nothing. And I'm like, I, I, you know, I forgot about that. And I'm just looking at what I wrote. And I'm like, he did all that out of jealousy? Like, mm-hmm. he spent all that time calculating this plan? How do you know that? Well, it doesn't make sense because she doesn't even live in Halloween Town. So, like, what would destroying Halloween Town do? She don't want nothing to do with Halloween well, Town. Well, I don't think it, I don't think, necess- like, the whole thing was necessarily about her. That might have been the, their breakup might have been the inciting incident. But I don't. I don't know that the whole thing was about her, right? I, I think he just was on a power trip anyway, and you know, you can't be you can't be the greatest being of all time if your girlfriend breaks up with you. <laughs> so that's what made him. I like the drama because Aggie was like, "So it was you," and then <laughs> Calibar was like, "You could have had me." <laughs> It was just so extra, and I was here for it. It was so dramatic. Look, I don't know why this uh, film does not have an Academy Award. I do not. No, they De- were, Debbie they Reynolds were was amazing. Debbie Reynolds it. delivered every line, every yeah. line. Yes, even the bad ones. <laughs> Look, she was committed to it. Um, she was like, "If I'm gonna be in this, I don't know what everybody else is gonna do, but I'm gonna act." I'm so. not right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. Calabar's motivation motivations were flimsy. Gwen's motivations were flimsy. I was just like, <laughs> okay. And then I'm like, you're already the mayor. So, I mean, you run the town. Like, does it really, do you really need to run? No, he wants to be the supreme world? ruler of a, of a, a totalitarian <laughs> system where he, everyone bows <laughs> his orders on both worlds at all times. I'm just like, what? He wants to live in darkness. <laughs> And then he was talking about think, they got. Oh, go ahead, Brittany. I just think he aimed too high then, because mm-hmm. like you're right, he could have had more of what he wanted. He just he took it too far, too fast, and it just didn't work. But then, are you a villain if you don't take it too far, too fast? Is there a movie? No. Marnie never gets her powers. We still don't. We, either way, we don't get an explanation from Gwen. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing nothing really needed to happen except them going to Halloween Town. <laughs> just, I, I don't know. I don't know. But it is just very strange. Also, he was like, we can end our exile. I was like, if if my memory serves me correctly, y'all chose to create a magical realm so you could get away from human beings. So Yeah, and you, for the most part, you seem happy. So I don't understand the problem. I don't know. Like, if y'all want to pay taxes, go ahead. But I, I think y'all got a pretty sweet deal over there. Um, let's see. So Aggie tells Marnie how awesome she is, but again, no one acknowledges Sophie this whole time. It's just so annoying. Give Sophie her flowers. She should have been the main character. <laughs> it was just like, I don't know. Poor Sophie. She was like, I'm I'm the baddest. I'm the baddest Cromwell, and nobody sees it. So Dylan, let's just wrap these characters up. Dylan, uh, Dylan had powers. He was about to be the Incredible Hulk up in there. Okay, he was mad. He was like, "Why I oughta?" And then he, <laughs> his fingers started sparkling. And, you know, he. The thing is, too, I feel like that's the strongest emotion he had the whole movie. <laughs> yes, I feel like his emotions are probably so repressed because of all the things we mentioned before. And I guess it took the strongest emotion he could feel for the little purple sparklies. I did like the sparklies coming out of his fingers. <laughs> That looked better than the Twilight uh, special effects to me, but you know. Um, now, but even if he he still had he got powers, but he still didn't believe anything that he had seen the whole time. I was like, and then he had the nerve to be like, it was just the Aurora Borealis. I said, so so you sit there and watch nature documentaries. Now you know good darn well. Right, that that's no not how that Aurora works. <laughs> Shut up, Dylan. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm the last. Thing that I noticed here, well, a couple more things. 
as a kid, I remember being like, yeah, y'all better defeat Calabar. But now I'm like, that whole scene is disappointing because the humming. I was like, where is the spell? Where yeah, is the that's spell? true. You're right. I said Y'all the same just, thing. I was uh, like, this was boring. <laughs> There's no like fight sequence. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Apparently they they told them like they just had to make up spells on the fly. They're like, just figure out something. Oh my god. So they, it wasn't none of it was in the script. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think even in the uh, in the later ones, I think they were saying like they're like, Did you prepare a spell? And they'd be like, sure, I'll just make it up right now. <laughs> so, wow. We'll we'll see that as we uh keep going. That's um, how we got that vivid to be, vivid to boo. <laughs> <laughs> Because I had to look that up. I was like, is that from something? Is she quoting something? But no, she just made that up. She's like, See, Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. She had me fully convinced that was a real spell from some textbook in 1200 AD. <laughs> Girl, who knows? I don't even want to look it up. Who knows what she was actually saying uh, in Welsh. But that was that was disappointing. Now, this exchange between Luke and Marnie. Um, like you said, Andrea, it wasn't forced as forced, but it was also again like he just he acted like a punk, a local punk, and then asked her on a date. And I was just like, Well, why you didn't even know her? Y'all had never talked before, exactly. (laughs) I just I don't know, but what made me laugh, he said, I guess I didn't turn into a handsome prince though, huh? And Marty said, No. Just savage, okay? She said no. She was honest. <laughs> but look, you were better than that. You know, you helped us out, so you're a good person, and that's all that matters. <laughs> that really sent me. <laughs> she did say no. <laughs> I was just like, but again, you can't judge a monster by its exterior, as we've learned. So let's get into this closing sequence. So as we close out, the family heads towards the bus as the townspeople cheer them on. And somehow Luke is driving the Halloween Town bus, even though he has no training. Uh, Gwen asks Aggie to come live with them in the mortal world and says that she will complete Marnie's witch training. Everyone waves goodbye and the bus blasts off to the mortal world and the movie ends. So what were your thoughts on this ending and how everything was wrapped up? All right. So I guess it was trying to give us the wuzzies. The warm and fuzzies, but basically what this means is that the grandma can't come back to her home for a whole year. Yes. So like, is this really that great? I mean, she gets to be with her kids, true, but she's left everything and she can't come back till next Halloween. So it was that was kind of sad to me. I I mean, I guess. And that it I mean, of course it's a Disney movie and they have to wrap everything up, but after all them years of tension. Now mm-hmm. you guys are just going to live together. I know that's going to cause some issues, but I guess that's for the sequel. I They tried. They tried to make a happy ending. They did. They gave and Luke a job. When Gwen was like, I'll start your training, I'm like, no, mom, no, no. <laughs> you literally spent the last decade trying to keep my powers from me, so I'm going to have, like, grandma do it, but thank you. <laughs> exactly. I thought the same hey, thing. Hey, also... She rusty. She turning people into flowers. Right. <laughs> exactly. I would have been like, you know, no shade, mom, but I want grandma to train me. I don't know what you've been doing. Right. So. No. Um, the inner city youth <laughs> got something better to do with his time. <laughs> they had a, a job program <laughs> set up for him and the other youth. Yeah. <laughs> Instantly set up immediately within seconds of defeating the bad thing. I was like, he didn't even finish a training program, doesn't have a certification. He's just driving the bus now. I was just like, okay. Um, the bag, again, we talked about Mary Poppins at the beginning, but the broom that had like the bird thing on the end, I was like, this is Mary Poppins' umbrella. So we're just going to straight snatch that. But okay, that's fine. <laughs> you know, Disney property, I guess they can do whatever they want. Um, Brittany, like you, I was confused as to how this was a happy ending um, because at the beginning of the movie, uh, Aggie asked Gwen for them to move there, 
But then Gwen is like, nah, I need a babysitter on Thursday so you can come live with us. Selfish. And that like you just completely disregarded what she was saying at the beginning. I was just like, what's going to happen to the house? Like she's just going to leave all her friends behind. Harriet finally isn't like hissing at her like a cat, like he's back to normal. Like what is going on? So that that was rude. I would have been like, no. And if you're going to do witch training, why not do it in Halloween town? where the other witches are like <laughs> again she got her way she got she was like i guess my i can't lie anymore but i still get to be normal so i was like that i don't want gwen to be happy at the end of this movie <laughs> True. i don't know also i'm thinking like okay they just defeated calabar but now what and then she left halloween town so mm -hmm. that's a good point they got the death eaters in there now there's no government like it's just anarchy it is. I don't know. I hope the constable didn't become the mayor. I don't even remember how Halloween 2, how Town 2 starts, but yeah, that's a lot. Um, let's start with our cringeworthy moments. I didn't have any. I can't remember. Nothing was cringy. Oh, no, that's not true. The stuff still said was cringy. Yeah, I guess. I guess that would be mine. Um, I guess that would be mine. I don't really have anything else. Yeah, I would say the same. Dylan's whole deal, him talk talking about insanity and hoping boys are immune. I was just like, shut up. And also Calabar giving kids candy and also trying to murder them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this That's is stranger danger. <laughs> stranger danger. Um, what about your feel good moments? Does the whole movie count? No, okay. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> The feel-good moment for me was when Marty was um, frozen on top of the pumpkin and was remembering the whole movie, and then the she dropped the talisman and it flew perfectly into the candle holder. I, I thought that was nice. It made me happy that she was living her powerful life. I like when Grandma first comes and shows up. So I like her entrance and how excited the kids are to see her. And then I, I want to say, I want to say I like when they were all holding hands, but I'm not sure. No, I didn't like that. <laughs> no, I don't think that goes on the list. I'm going to stick with grandma's entrance. That's great. I also like when grandma was taking the kids around and showing them around the town. That was fun. Those are my two. Mm -hmm. I agree. I was going to say when they came together to defeat Calabar, but I was like, nah, because y'all just hummed at him. Yeah. And that that wasn't really heartwarming. And still, y'all's foundation still built on lies and deception. So <laughs> I don't really. All they did this whole film was lie and argue. <laughs> just like, every time the mom came, just it was over. Um, so I'll say what y'all said, just seeing Halloween Town again, like when they first get there, it was like, oh man, I remember like first seeing this and just being like so excited. I don't know, Halloween Town definitely gets you in the Halloween spirit. It does, for um, sure. And it's like bright. Mm. I like that they took this spin, I think to what you were saying earlier, Andre, like it's not a scary movie, like there are scary parts, but on the whole, it's just a very wholesome film. And again, like I don't do scary movies either because I like to sleep at night. And I was not bothered by this film. Uh, no. And I like how they made Halloween Town bright and happy. Yeah. And not like super dark, which, yep. you know, is generally what happened. So I'll say that. And of course, hearing the Halloween Town music. It's a bop. Um, all right. So we have come to our rating. So what is your overall rating for this film and why? I'll go first. I get five out of five. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I really like this movie. This is one of the ones I've watched pretty regularly over my lifetime. So um, it's not as shocking as like Under Wraps was, but <laughs> 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 but I didn't, I didn't really have anything that I absolutely hated about it. So I think I also give it a five out of five. No surprises there. Um, it just makes me feel great. Like I love it. And I, I do watch this one. I tend to watch this one, I think, every every October. 
-hmm. almost. So it's a lot of great nostalgia associated with it. And now that we did this, I'm really seeing the plot holes, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I didn't notice none of that stuff before. But even with the plot holes, I still will watch this movie. Yeah. Like in a couple of months, I will be putting this on in October. So if it can stand up with the plot holes and lack of character development, it's a great movie. <laughs> I agree. Um, at first, I was like, mm, what am I going to rate this film? Because y'all know I take things too seriously. But, <laughs> but thinking about and this, we, we love the, it. the fact that this is a decom, okay, that's a whole genre within itself. Uh, <laughs> let me get myself together. So I'm also going to give it a five just because, like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm still going to watch it, <laughs> even with all the best, right? So we've got flimsy plot devices, we've got weird character motivations, or just none at all that don't make sense. We've got a ton of cliches, the humor, the writing is super cheesy, but it is a quintessential Halloween film. And I'm, it's rewatchable. Like some of the other ones we watch, like I will never watch You Lucky Dog ever again. Ever again. I don't know, oh, I wanna no. forget his existence. <laughs> God. But, but oh, this, no. this is rewatchable. Like you said, Brittany, I'm gonna watch it in October. Um, along with some other ones, but it's just, it's a fun time. It's nostalgic and it's a Disney classic. So I'm going to have to give this a five. So we are all the highest, um, the highest rating you've given the movie so far. Well, oh, besides a, goofy movie, got a goofy movie, but that doesn't technically count because oh. it's not a decom. Yeah, it was in that same, it's adjacent, but still, <laughs> these, are, these are just great. So Awesome. So we're all in alignment. Well, that wraps up this review of Halloween Town. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like, subscribe, and leave a comment. You can find us anywhere that podcasts are posted. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, being normal is vastly overrated. <laughs> See you next week.